I never forget where I, I remember that day very well. I, actually, I was on vacation. We were down at the beach mm. in Florida, and we were eating dinner at the Red Bar. And you called. Mm-hmm. And my, me and my son still talk about this. And so you told me what had just happened. And yeah. we, you just kind of worried we'd won with HKS for the Red Wings. And yeah. I remember we had a huge celebration down there. I mean, we, it yeah. was a big deal for us. Welcome to SSR On Air. I'm Mike Rogers, your host for this monthly podcast brought to you by Smith Seckman Reed. Tune in as I interview leaders, colleagues, and clients about what is going on internally at SSR and in the larger engineering community. Okay, so thanks for coming in today, um, joining us here on SSR on air. We got Scott Terry yeah. and uh, Kevin Graham, yeah. and uh, the sports nucleus here <laughs> um, for going back uh, quite some years and, and a lot of a lot of stories and and things there. So uh, we're going to spend a little time just talking about. The sports market, SSR's presence in it, kind of the history of it a little bit. Um, so I want to first talk about what you guys are doing now because it's a little different roles and 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 kind of multitasking a little bit. So uh, Kevin, let's start start out with what what you're doing now, what your role kind of looks like. Sharing a lot of the tasks and duties really with Scott, but um, we basically lead the sports market sector for SSR. Right, we're mm-hmm. looking at all things sports. And entertainment, I'll say. We've mm-hmm. tried to gather in, you know, several of those kind of tangential markets that really fit together with it as well, right? Be it convention centers or performing arts centers or maybe even down to hospitality and, and hotels and things like that. But really, I mean, really, uh, really our main focus is to, is to take the market, understand the market, uh, grow the market, and position really SSR, uh, put us in a position of success, right? Where we can hopefully win more work, um, do more work, and I guess have some fun along the way. I guess yeah, as well. Having so, some fun, yeah. But that's what I'm. Yeah, my main focus really now. Of course, I get down in the weeds too. I manage projects and still love to do design. I, I guess I always love to do design as well. I mm-hmm. love to get down in the weeds occasionally as well when I need to. But really, my main focus is really like like working the sports market, positioning ourselves to really grow and win. I guess is what I'd like. I guess my main, I would consider my main focus right now. Yeah. So, Scott, yeah. what about you? What, yeah. what you got going on? Yeah, so in February, I took on a new role as operations director for Dallas and Fort Worth and moved my family out to Dallas. And um, looking at it now, being in it about five months, it's it's given me a different perspective on SSR and in the sports market. Um, it, it's allowed me to broaden my approach to developing projects and developing relationships with clients but then also to kind of bring the operational piece to the table as well and and try to help kind of bridge that gap on how we can execute and accomplish getting the work done and I think the other perspective of stepping into a market like Dallas where it's primarily healthcare it's given me some different perspectives on how to balance that with the sports work and also vice versa, how to bring our expertise coming from sports and entertainment into the healthcare sector, mm-hmm. just to give some different balance to how we, we're we accustomed to doing things. Yeah, some best practices there mm-hmm. as you share knowledge back and forth a little bit. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, in, in making this move, I think it's also opened the door for us to possibly, you know, to potentially broaden our market mm-hmm. and, and for me really look to recruit the best talent to multiple locations and, and really grow our practice 
you know, from the good foundation that we've got, but then also to really get creative on how we bring other people to the table that can learn and, and become experts at this type of work. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, you have something there? To yeah, add I was to just going to say, I mean, I think this is kind of what we've wanted for sports for a long time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Just to really, it's all been, the nucleus has been here in Nashville, but to see it mm-hmm. kind of expand into other other markets like Dallas, been successful in Atlanta recently with Seth Spangler and some work down there sports-wise, mm-hmm. and and chasing a couple of projects out of Sarasota as well. And to see sports really start to kind of, you know, start to reach out of Nashville and really kind of get into some of our other locations as well, to me has been uh, kind of a, a kind of a nice success story. It's something I think we've all three have wanted for a while. Sure, uh, so. sure. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, I want to turn the tables back a ways and talk about, uh, you know, how we got into the sports yeah. world a little bit. So, um, and Kevin, you were actually at the very beginning of it. Mm-hmm. I, I came in maybe a couple of years into it, mm-hmm. two or three years into it. So, you know, talk a little bit about how we did this. Because in my mind, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at it. I mean, this is a this is a national practice, recognized national practice, which, you know, beyond healthcare, we really didn't have any mm-hmm. national practices yeah. um, at that point. And all of a sudden. You, you look back, I mean, it's been 20-something years, but you yeah. look back and we've got, you know, significant sports projects that we can point to, uh, the big mm-hmm. sexies, as they call them. We've got yeah. some of those that are really interesting. So to talk about the the, uh, the early beginning. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, sports is what brought me to SSR. I mean, I'm here because of the sports work. Um, specifically, it was when Bridgestone Arena, then it was Nashville Arena. And um, I had graduated from Vanderbilt in 1993 and um, didn't know what I was going to do exactly out of college. And uh, ended up seeing an article in the Tennessean back then. Everybody read the newspaper and everything's now digital. But yeah. looking at the newspaper and they had a little bar chart in their own construction of this new arena in Nashville. I had like a little bar chart. It was just barely getting started. And uh, one of the project managers on that was a guy named Bill Stockard with Hart Freeland Roberts. And of course, we all know HOK was a sports architect, but Hart Freeland Roberts was the local architect, kind of the, kind of the local architect. I'm not sure they were architect of record, but they were the local architect, a partner to, to HOK Sport back then, now Populous. But I call up, basically contacted him and said, hey, I'd love to work on sports projects. And I got this degree from Vanderbilt, and he said, I'm going to kind of send your resume over to Rob Barrick at SSR. He said, expect a call from him. And I got a call from Rob and kind of all history from there. I interviewed and ended up being hired. And lo and behold, a few months later, I was working on part of the Nashville arena. It was already kind of in construction at the time. Project number for, for Bridge to Nashville Arena was 93660. I still remember that. So it stick in your head. 93 project So number, they won yeah. it in 93. And of course, mm-hmm. the story of how they won it, Mike, and you know some of this is funny, but our very first sports project, Kenny Deal, the, the, of course the infamous Kenny Deal, yeah, uh, yeah. to win the project, he they did this video where he was crawling down West End. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And they would tape him at certain little points down all the way down from, yeah, SSR was on West End at the time, mm-hmm. um, 3319 West End. Right. And so he crawled from the office, and of course Bridgestone's on what the mm-hmm. other end of West, Broadway, yep, the other yep. end of Preston. He literally crawled. Uh, yeah. Theoretically yeah. speaking, but they would video him at little clips, and they little sent that they sent that video to HOK, basically saying, you know, I'm willing to crawl uh, to get to win this project. And that video is still around somewhere, I think. Yeah, but yeah. but anyway, so that's how we won the project. Uh, Kenny and them had reeled it in. 
and um, then I got to work on it, and, and that's, that was Project Sports Project One for SSR, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all kind of mm -hmm. grown from that point. So. Yeah, you know, and that, and that arena was the first of its kind. Oh, right? I mean, it was the yeah. first of the new generation of arenas, and it's still. I had this conversation with some folks with the Predators the other day. Mm -hmm. It is still um, iconic in a way, and it still works. I mean, it's it's yep. it's it's aged now, and the but the bones are still good. Mm -hmm. It's really it's really interesting that we were part of that yep. first of this generation. I agree. Yeah, and it was, and I was just in a meeting last week on a, another new project here in Nashville we're working on, and uh, they're talking about the acoustics in the new building we're going to be working on and uh, mm -hmm. they said that Bridgestone is still the number one rated acoustical arena in the country yeah. till to this day yeah. and it's been tuned for acoustics right because it was kind of a, at that time it was a concert's first building yeah, there right? was no hockey there was no hockey there was no predators no right inside, there was right. no no hockey team at the all the Knights played in it originally right? just for a little while <laughs> and, but there was no predators yeah it was kind of the, it was a let's build it they will come sort of scenario yeah. but it was built concert first and so it's always been a you know a premier concert venue, and then of course we got the Predators, and we you know we did all that work too. So yeah, yeah. it's still top. Uh, I think it's top three still. 150 events There's scheduled this events, year. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. that's a lot for an arena. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of turnaround. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. So um, so there are a lot of projects that happened and occurred early on. And this guy, mm -hmm. talk about a little bit when you when you came in the door. What, what was yeah. what was going on at that point, and when was that? Yeah. So when I graduated, I, I played sports all through growing up and I played baseball through college and you know I, I really didn't have any idea what I wanted to do when I graduated um, like a lot of us <laughs> right but I knew I, had, I knew I had an engineering degree and I, and I really loved uh, had a passion for sports and I was looking across all these different jobs that I just had no direction on and I can I can clearly remember responding to a career builder ad for SSR and thinking I really don't fit the job description but I'll give it a shot. And I remember coming here and, and meeting you and, and Lenny Thomas and sitting down and, and you all started to show me some drawings and, and show me like, well, we do sports work here. And at, at the time you guys were working on uh, University of Central Florida Arena mm -hmm. and then also the um, the soccer stadium over in Colorado, over did, in Denver. The Rockies, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so... I wish I had a picture of what my face looked like when, when you all started to tell me about your this opportunity because I was like, sign me up, I'm, yeah. ready, to, I'm yeah. ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I guess the rest is history once I got a taste of that. It just really, for me, solidified just being able to put the engineering side and the sports side together in something that mm -hmm. I just had a lot of passion and energy behind. Yeah, yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, so yeah, when I, when I came in, um, I really came in as a project manager first and, and managed some work and it was the Purdue Stadium project and the yep. and some of the speedways we were working mm -hmm. on and and uh, and we were doing prisons at the time right yep. so it was it was back back during the team structure so we had this mm -hmm. you know um, for some of our listeners here that remember we had 35 teams or so we were mm -hmm. very very fractured and we kind of were you had to feed yourself it was you know go out and kill it and and uh, and do the work yourself and and we've evolved a lot since then and, and it's a little yeah. different makeup now but um, we've done some great projects over the years and and there, there's there's two things that I'll ask what's what's your most memorable project and what's your most memorable character that you worked with on a project <laughs> because oh. the characters in the sports world I think I mean not that they're mm -hmm. completely unique but they're very 
animated, I guess, or, mm-hmm. or <laughs> bigger than life sometimes, Very you know. And, and and so we we tend to work with and around some people that are that are pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. projects and people. So people, I'll, I'll go people first, and Kevin and I probably have a shared experience on this one. Yeah. So years ago when I'll give it from my perspective first and then Kevin may take it back a few years but when we were working on the Chase Center in San Francisco Kevin and and David Carlock who worked for Machete would talk to us about this guy named Richie and and they would describe Richie and, and you know what he would dress up with you know how he would dress and what he would wear to meetings and you know they would say yeah he might wear these real funky sunglasses with a basketball jersey and some long board shorts and some flip-flops or some like air jordans and i was like you guys are making this up right (laughs) and i will never forget the first time i saw richie in person because i was (laughs) sitting i was sitting in a meeting in san francisco and it had it was a all-glass conference room and i see this guy come in with his head on backwards sunglasses and I was like, who let this guy in? And the closer he got, I realized that's Richie. That's Richie. And I, I I think I yeah. looked over at Kevin yeah. just wide eyed like, and yeah. I was like, Do you see that? And yeah. Kevin just started laughing. That's probably like, me. Yeah, I've known Richie for a long time. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Richie's a character. Yeah. First time I ever met Richie was back on the Toyota Center, and that was just the Houston Arena. Oh yeah. And yeah. he was doing some interior work for Carlock there on the interiors. And, of course, by then he had graduated to his basketball phase, kind of with his hat on backwards and his jersey. But back then he showed up to two meetings with a top hat and a coat with tails and shorts. (laughs) And his assistant came in with a full sequin gown. And that's a true story. And both those meetings. And so, I mean, and so Richie's been, he's been well known throughout the sports kind of, he does more interiors is what Richie really concentrates on, kind of retail and and interiors. But, um, But Richie, I mean, yeah. He was very well known in that in that cool. part of the world, but yeah. So Richie's definitely by de- I would agree, Sky. Of all the character characters, <laughs> nobody beats Richie for sure. So uh, no, no doubt about it. That's so good. yeah. So what about a project? What's your what's your what's your not not your favorite because every project is is you know has unique you know and I think we have a lot of favorites maybe. But mm-hmm. what what's the one that you remember when somebody asks you off the top of your head? The one that comes out it rolls off your tongue first something you worked on I mean I'll go I mean obviously finishing up a legion there's lots of great 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 stories and it's a great success story for all of us and yeah. first NFL stadium but I mean really for me I guess if I have to pick a favorite uh, it would go back to the in Houston for the Rockets, Rockets when we did the arena for me it was the first one I really kind of like kind of led the design on mm-hmm. you know I mean sure there were other people around me but I was kind of the lead you know and, and in all the meetings and and I'll, I'll never forget trying to open the building up. You know, it's like the, always that 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 sprint at the end to get get the building open just before you know it's going to open. And we were two days before the opening event trying to get the TCO. And I remember I was like at midnight or one a.m. up on the catwalk. I'm trying to get the smoke fans started and get the get the whole fire alarm smoke system worked out. It, it literally was like one in the morning. We were up there and and finally got the fans started up. And first time they started to you know like move air. And we're only two days out from the event. They hadn't even fired them up yet. Wow. And so, yeah, so so that was, uh, I, I learned a lot as a fairly young engineer at the time. And, I mean, I still so memorable and fresh in my mind. I remember it, even then, I, after we got done that night, I had to go and, like, 
they asked me to stay an extra day, and I didn't even prepare for that. But I had to stay, and so I remember I went and bought some clothes and stuff, literally, because I didn't have enough stuff even close to with me to even you know be yeah. there. And I was super dirty where we were like like working mm-hmm. like most of the night. So I guess that's one of my most from a personal mm-hmm. perspective, yeah. probably the most memorable. Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a significant project in a lot of ways. I mean, it was. I mean, we had done some projects, but but that one was just different. It was mm-hmm. it was uh, impactful and, and uh, kind of turned the ship or accelerated the ship for us a bit that mm-hmm. that particular project did yeah yeah, yeah. about you Scott yeah for me I, I would say there are there are several but one that I think sticks out is kind of having the most memorable moments and kind of the biggest impact in my life would be Chase Center yeah. just because I remember when Kevin and I started that project and they started to kind of shift and delay it a bit and it was like it would shift out a season and then it shifted out a second season and we studied that building being on a pier out in in the san francisco bay and mm-hmm. you know thinking back across just the complexity of the project and everything that was going on I, I felt like the synergy of that team was so strong that even through the toughest times we figured out how to find good solutions and and figured out how to get through the just challenges of mm-hmm. of something where you're bringing together a, you know an arena and two office towers and you know a ton of mixed-use retail and, and on the west coast and, and right <laughs> on the west coast and yeah and what's cool for me to look back at that project is when when I started that project I was not married no children <laughs> And there were there were a lot of people on the team that were in that same boat. Yeah. And when we finished that project, I was married, married. with two, two boys. Yeah. <laughs> right. And wow. so there was a lot of life mm-hmm. that was lived kind of that's within the, the the seven years that we worked on that. Yeah. And that's something to think about. I mean, we work, we work on these things oh, yeah. five seven years. I mean, it's pretty common. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, one of the I mean, I, I I love a lot of our sports projects. One of the one of the most memorable moments for me though was actually a win, not necessarily the project. And for me, it was, if you guys remember back in the day when we were chasing the Red Wings project, yeah, I yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the, the well was pretty dry heading uh, up to that point. We, we, you know, the, it was a, a downturn in the economy. Things were really lean. And we had been trying to make up, because it had been years since we had done work with HKS. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to mend that relationship. And when the word came in that we won that project, at the time, HKS, had it we won it with HKS um, that was just that's just a day that I won't yeah. forget mm-hmm. right I mean yeah. it's just kind of one of those moments where like yeah. man we, we made it happen somehow we yeah. made it happen and this is the Detroit Red Wings for yeah. crying out loud this mm-hmm. is yeah. not you know some podunk yeah. team this is one of the one of the six one of yeah. the first six you know I mean it was, it was so it was significant for me and, I, and it had an impact on me I never forget where I, I remember that day very well. I, actually, I was on vacation. We were down at the beach mm. in Florida, and we were eating dinner at the Red Bar. And you called. Mm-hmm. And my, me and my son still talk about this. And so you told me what had just happened, and yeah. we you just kind of where we'd won with HKS for the Red Wings. And yeah. I remember we had a huge celebration down there. I mean, we it yeah. was a big deal for us right there because we hadn't won, and we really hadn't really won anything big with HKS either. No. And been you know, years. Mike, you've been working them for a long time. Oh yeah. Time years too. in the making. I mean, yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah. Man, what a win that was. Mm-hmm. That was great. Was. I mean, I, I remember that. I remember where I was, where I was sitting mm-hmm. when you called. I remember it very vividly yeah yeah that was yeah. a big deal yeah it was yep. so we had ice cream in the in the break room and yep. and uh i think i fell on my knees yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. the lord that was huge. yeah, yeah. That was huge. it was a, it was a yeah. great project so yep. 
and it, and it was a fun project to work on. It, I mean, same thing. It went on for a long time and ended up changing architects over yeah, time and, and sure became something completely different, but yeah, but a good project. So, mm -hmm. so, um, so as far as the market goes and, and, and where it's going, you know, I think in, in my mind and I think in a lot of people's mind, people see these big sports projects and and we've had this conversation over the years man this can't keep going you know how, how can you know sports is bound to dry up at some point and we've said that through every recession over the last 20 years that that would be the case and it literally has never been the case right. and and, mm -hmm. and so there is a there is a disconnect between the economy in some ways and these sports projects i don't think it's completely disconnected but there is a disconnect um so how how do you guys feel about it going forward? What do you? I mean, there are, there are a lot of things on the block right now. There are a lot of things that are in front of us. You know, potential wins or wins that we have. You know, uh, everything but booked. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you how do you guys feel about that? I mean, concerns. Sports market has been shockingly robust, I guess, yeah. uh, coming out of uh, the pandemic. I think there's a lot of pent up demand. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, from from ownership and and a lot of our clients that. It's, it's hard to really have put your finger on what the demand was going to be. But, I mean, really we're in a cycle right now where a lot of buildings that were built in, let's say, mid to late 90s, even early 2000s already, right? A couple of these buildings are already being replaced, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. If not replaced, major renovations. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, face it, people, you got to draw people out of their houses, right? I mean, you got a nice big screen you know, high-quality television on the wall. You can drink your own drinks, eat your own food, not have to deal with parking or whatever. Have a great experience like you're in the front row. I mean, the camera angles are all over the place. What's going to draw you out of your seat, right, at home and get you to go to an arena or stadium or ballpark, right? Well, what does that mean? Well, it means our clients have to create experiences that are better than home. Mm -hmm. So if they got to create an experience better than home, well, I mean, they got to step the bar up. You know, going to a arena or ballpark and eating, you know, popcorn and a basic uh -huh. hot dog and maybe Not grabbing right. a beer. You know, uh, you know those things. <clears throat> I mean, sitting in some seat that's not wide enough, or you know, you have no interactivity. You have trouble getting a signal on your phone because the, you know, the Wi-Fi and DAS are not you know up to date. People are just not going to put up with that, right? right? Especially with the price that people are expected to pay for these experiences. So. Mm. Personally, I think people still want to get out. They still want to, you know, get out of their houses, especially after the pandemic. I mean, travel's booming, you know, which yeah. is unbelievable with the prices of things. But I really think the market is pretty going to be pretty solid because I think that people, the, the, the buildings that we work in have to stay current and relevant, right? So, I mean, I, I think the sports market's good. We're well positioned in it, too. I mean, we've had a lot of successes and um, I think SSR's position is very strong right now in the sports market. I mean, there's really many jobs out there we don't at least get a chance at, right? At least to get a proposal in, which is, you know, a long way from where we used to be. Yeah. So um, I don't know about you, Scott, how you feel about it, but yeah, I, you kind of nailed it on the the fan experience and the mm -hmm. pursuit of that experience, and and I I think yeah. it fundamentally goes back to mm -hmm. this idea of community and. People like to show up and cheer for something that they believe in, and, and they want to be part of that. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to be part of that team. And you think about the Stanley Cup playoffs that just happened with uh, the Avalanche and the Lightning. The the Lightning down in Tampa Bay had an event where they had 3D. I think they used 3D technology to 
to project onto the ice the game that was happening in Denver. And fans showed up and were part of that as an event. Like, And right. that was an away game for their team. Right. And I think that's just a great indicator of of why people show, you know, why the fans show up, and it's, I think, that community, that that idea of cheering for something as, uh, you know, together and being part of something. I think, I think our architect and owner clients that they are chasing and pursuing that passion, and and I think when you when you base it on that, you drive towards just the evolution of of what the the industry will always become because it's it's kind of chasing that pursuit change you know? and it changes the facilities mm-hmm. it changes the way they, they approach yeah. things and the way they look and feel and mm-hmm. the amenities they offer and, and and i think too a lot of it has to do with with the the level of sales right i mean mm-hmm. some of these facilities now have 30 different level of sales you know tickets right. uh you know pricing and things that they can put together where in the past it was you know one or two right you, know, you had a suite right. you had a seat in the bowl i mean that was that was it so big part of it you know you talked about that 3d event you know a lot of augmented reality is out there too Absolutely. where right you're holding up your phone mm-hmm. and you're watching the game or you're watching something and they're augmenting mm-hmm. that view mm-hmm. with other things that are going on within the the scene it's it's pretty cool and they're 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 mining that a lot too to to yep. play into it yeah so and i think they're I think they're getting it, and I think you're right. I think you're both right. That's that's the that's the idea, and I think it'll keep evolving the facilities. It's just amazing how much, obviously, they're costing now. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. um, we had this conversation about the cost of Allegiant versus the cost of that stadium built today, which it's only been open for two years. Two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even quite two years yet, but almost mm-hmm. two years. And uh, so it's been open for two years, and the cost of it today is twice what it would be then when they started it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's that's pretty uh, it's pretty steep. Yeah, that's pretty steep. Yeah. So well, that's where it's that's where it's heading. And then the funding, the, you know, how are these fun- things funded has changed dramatically over the years. Back when we first started this, there were a whole lot of cities willing to just write the check mm-hmm. to get the teams to come, and and uh, that's not the case anymore. I mean, no. it's um, public money is a little tougher to come by. It's not impossible because cities still see the advantage of these things coming in. But it, there's more of a sharing, a public-private partnership kind of sharing, and Definitely. and what and what's interesting about it too, I think, is the what drives the real money is not necessarily the stadium or the arena; it's the things that are around it, right? The it's all that right. development around Absolutely. it. It's kind of like what they're talking about here in Nashville with the Titans and the stadiums here, and then you've got a 60-acre development around it that mm-hmm. is retail and. And, yeah. and things that are going to generate money for tax revenues and, and other things. So that's changed a lot over the years. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in and, and uh, spending some time on the podcast. Yeah. And it's great to see you. Scott traveling in from Dallas. Yeah. It's good to all three to be together. Yeah. yeah. Face to face. Yeah. It doesn't happen a lot good. anymore. It is so. good. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of SSR On Air. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also connect with us on social media. Links to everything can be found in the show's notes. Take care, everyone. See you next time.